Politics and business do not mix. And when I say they do not mix, I am not kidding you at all. More recently, I actually got an email from someone today. And because I work in the entertainment industry, I get all these emails all the time from film companies, film festivals, all kinds of industry people since I've been doing this a long time. So I actually got an email today where somebody had said, oh, we just have done all these things and we're creating a production company and so on and so forth. And it says at the end, if you're not interested in receiving or if you're a Trump supporter, unsubscribe from this email. Now, typically you see things like, oh, if you're not interested in getting our updates, we leave you this opportunity to unsubscribe. That's fine. This one said, oh, when you respond, you should put unsubscribe in the subject line. I got to read you what I sent these people because basically there's a principle behind it. And I'll go ahead and tell you. So in my subject line, I at first had written unsubscribing woke scalds. But I opted to put chow woke scalds as my subject line. So here's what I said. I don't care to deal with thought policers and you have no business working in this industry if you think loyalty oaths for any side are a good idea. You're no better than the racists and other bigots you claim to be against. I bet a million dollars you and your woke police know zip about politics or how they actually work. This lawyer who actually does have that knowledge doesn't care to be lectured to or preached at by naive fools who want to alienate prospective investors, fans, and others who would make a very big difference in a company's success or failure. Just try and see if the Obamas or Kamala Harris finance your projects. I suggest you read up on the McCarthy hearings, actually research what lawyers do, since you've sent this to an entertainment attorney, and the ethical duties of lawyers, as well as ask yourself what will happen when the mob decides to cancel you. Don't delude yourself into thinking your skin tone, your sexual identity, or kissing some leftist butt will save you, since plenty of minorities who spoke against your gods got ambushed by the same hammer you're inflicting right now. There's never a limit to banning once it starts, and it always turns on people sooner or later. I hope you learn how to function in the adult world and wake up before you get canceled and nobody is around to help you. Bully tactics don't impress me. Then I signed my name at the end. And basically, I felt like, yes, I've got to go and confront this, and I've got to make a point. And I feel like, okay, this definitely is lending itself to another episode, which basically, business and politics do not mix. And if you don't know anything about politics, have never run for public office, have never held political office, never volunteered anywhere, have never even called up your local representatives on something, you need to sit down and shut up. And I'm not kidding when I say sit down and shut up. It's called, you know nothing about it. I mean, are we going to let some rando on the street go cut our hair? We have licenses for that. They make you go through training. You go to cosmetology school. You have to go get a license from the state to do that. Would you just go let some rando on the street handle your legal case in a courthouse? You have to get a license to go become an attorney, to go appear in a courthouse, to go write somebody's motion, do all that stuff. You have to go get a license for that. Would you let some rando on the street go and perform open heart surgery on a loved one? Would you let them go cut off your toe that was turning gangrene? I doubt it. You have to go get a license to be a doctor too. You have to go through a medical residency. You have to go to medical school. You've got to score a decent score on the MCAT. We don't just let randos do that. Yet for some reason, there are so many randos who think they are political experts and know how politics actually work. These are people who have never called a local representative, have never volunteered for anyone, have probably never even contributed a dime to a political campaign, but all of a sudden they're an expert on DC politics. Or they're even an expert on local politics and it's like, okay, dumbass, 
You don't know what the hell you're talking about, so maybe you need to sit down and shut up. So this is why I had to write in this email because I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this person actually doing anything in the world of politics to give them any credibility to say anything about it. Plus, dude, you're an entertainment person. You're trying to build an establishment in this business. You're trying to work in a field and you're trying to create networks and good relationships and make friends with people. You don't make friends with them by alienating them and you certainly don't make friends with them by discussing politics. There is an old adage that some of you may be familiar with and some of you may not be, but there's the old saying of you never discuss politics and religion amongst your friends, amongst company, because when you do, you inevitably create battles, you create fights, people get ticked off. You start creating problems along ideological lines, you're never going to convince anyone of your position and you're just not going to win. So I feel like in business, it's a terrible idea to bring these things up in your conversation of, oh, yes, I am so much this, that, and the other. Oh, I'm going to donate my money in this way, that way, whatever, and make a big show of it. I think it's a terrible idea. I think especially if you're in the service industry and you're supposed to give, you're supposed to be giving a product to people, you need to be focusing on your product being good. You need to focus on actually putting out a good product, you know, make a good cake. Do good customer service, put out a good movie, have good acting talent, create a pleasant environment for people to work in. Don't tell us about your little woke position of, oh, we are gay friendly or we hire minorities and all this stuff. Because if you hire minorities, but your working environment is crap, who cares? If you're doing crappy products and you're treating people unfairly or you're breaking laws all the time, Nobody wants to work there. It doesn't matter what race they are. It does not matter who they sleep with. They won't want to be there. Big deal. Oh, yes, we are gay friendly. We serve gay couples. We do the gay wedding cakes, but our cakes taste like crap. So why would somebody want that at their wedding? Hmm? Wouldn't you want somebody who has a good product? Wouldn't you want somebody who's got a good film, a good presentation that people want to see? Otherwise, big deal. You need to have people who are actually good at stuff first. Focus on that. Otherwise, I could care less what you do. I don't care who you vote for. I really don't. I am basically an independent moderate, so I kind of am more of a conservative moderate, but I'm basically a registered independent, so I think both parties are full of crap on some level. So I really don't get the obsession that I've seen, and mostly I see it with people who are not decision makers in the entertainment field, but rather people who are limited to just doing the creative services, like actors, models, people like this. And when you look at a lot of the education levels and what some of these people have done, a lot of these people are not people with political experience. Some of these people do not even have college degrees. Some of them did not even finish high school, but yet they're qualified to discuss politics. They're qualified to go discuss political matters. Give me a break. How about if you've actually done something, say you're Cynthia Nixon or you're Jerry Springer, yeah, you might be worth listening to. Jerry Springer actually had political experience. In fact, I have a t-shirt that I bought at the Maury Povich, or actually it's the studios where they do the Maury Povich taping. I bought this a little while back before the pandemic that said Jerry for president is a t-shirt. And I'm like, yeah, he'd actually be a good candidate because he has political experience. He did that in a past life before he was doing the Jerry Springer show. He actually would be somebody who's probably still kept informed on these topics, actually knows how the world of politics works has gotten on the ballot, has done elections, has probably worked on campaigns, talked to people, actually knows what it takes to be in political office. I have friends who have run for local office or hold local office, 
I've spoken to my local reps. In fact, I even applied for my local community board since I did speak at a local community board back when I was living in Queens years back. And we were having an issue with dealing with our internet service. Essentially what happened was, I believe it was Hurricane Irene came through and then every time it rained, our internet died and our phone got disconnected too. And we were trying to get this fixed multiple times and one of the service techs had told my now ex-husband, well, this isn't gonna be improved until we get Fios. So we'd been promised for, I don't know, a good five years or so that we were gonna get Fios soon, quote unquote, but it never happened. So it was like, okay, this is ridiculous. What do we need to do now? Are we basically paying for degraded service because the storm knocked it out and you people aren't getting on the ball with getting Fios? So I made some calls to local reps. I went to the local community board meeting and I spoke on the subject and it turned out that the president of community board was having the same issue. And I spoke to other people in the community who were telling me about possible ways to remedy this situation, how to fix it. And eventually our situation got fixed. The, there was another tech, I think an executive customer service who came out, they found the problem, they fixed it. But a few months later, sure enough, we had Fios in our neighborhood after years and years and years of, it's coming soon, it's coming soon, it's coming soon. So I was kind of surprised by that and it was like, okay, so here we are, we're getting Fios now. Maybe I had something to do with that, who knows? I made some complaints. I said, okay, this is ridiculous. Why are we having degraded service? And I think one of my reps had actually written a letter to the utilities commission on my behalf detailing this problem. So I will tell you this, if you don't even know who your local reps are, if you've never even talked to them about issues, you've got no business stepping to me about politics. And the thing is, I'm an entertainment attorney myself and I have all these contacts, I know these people. I even had a client one time who was trying to be a lobbyist and I had to go meet with a representative at the mayor's office and I had to meet with all these different people because he was trying to lobby on a particular cause himself that as far as I know has not actually been addressed in these recent times, who knows. I should really find out about it because it is something to do with an issue that's kind of pertinent to what's going on now with the vaccine and so forth. But anyhow, that's another story. But I see these people and it's like, oh my God, you are so uneducated. You are not even bringing me coherent thought. You're not bringing me an actual debate. You're just bringing me conclusory statements. And a lot of these people are people that I know for a fact of, okay, you've never volunteered. You've never held office. You are not even presenting me an intelligent thought out rational argument for why you believe as you do and then you're going to go and bash me you're going to call me names really you don't know anything about it it's like why are you talking why are we giving airtime to people like this they are basically the world's toddlers and i have a name for them i call them leftists so i'm like why in god's name are we giving a bunch of whiny toddlers airtime do we do this in the real world do we worry about what some toddler thinks about an issue that they've never lived, they've never experienced, that they know nothing about? I mean, do you think the president goes and gets advice on how to run the country from some little toddler over here? Do you think the mayor does that? Do you think that other people running for office, they use the opinions of a five-year-old as their campaign manager, they go follow that? I mean, really, think about this. Who do you listen to on some of these topics? Do you listen to people that actually know what they're talking about? Or do you listen to random noise and babble? Who do you listen to? And I would like to think most people actually bother to listen to those who have actually been there in life. They know what they're talking about. They have some credibility to speak on a subject. Even industries and getting speakers and so forth, do they pick, I mean, do they pick someone who knows nothing about a topic to speak on it? Do corporations or does anybody, when they're doing a speaking platform, do they pick some idiot who 
frankly, they know nothing about the subject at all. Do you pick like the guy who's terrible at sports to speak about sports? Do you pick somebody who can't draw to talk about art and creating art, I should say, not just critiquing or analyzing it? Do you speak to somebody who's never bought art about buying art? I mean, really, come on, let's think about this. Why are we in that case, if we don't do that sort of thing, if we're not giving, letting the randos give us medical advice, we're not taking legal advice, you know, having somebody come represent us in court and they're not even a licensed attorney, never been to law school, never did any of this. Why are we taking political advice and why are we letting people bully us who know nothing about it? I'm like, show me your proof, show me your skill. Otherwise, shut your mouth and get out of my face. And I don't care what you want to believe. You do what you want to. You're a grown up. I may not agree with your choice, but you know what? I'll defend to the death your right to make them. Just as Voltaire said, I may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Because guess what? This is still, as far as I can tell, a free country. And I find it interesting that there are people who lived in communism and lived in China, had those experiences, who've said, oh, now the U.S. is basically trying to do a self-imposed communism. They're doing self-imposed cancel culture and so forth, basically trying to do it that way. And I'm like, that is fascinating. And it's very much true. And I feel like when people are digging in and they're trying to defend that stuff, I feel like, okay, why aren't you getting your little butt to China or Cuba or someplace already where you can go live that stuff and you can be in an authoritarian regime instead of talking about how much you'd like to be in an authoritarian regime while you're living in a free country. I feel like as far as I'm concerned, if you're making those kinds of stances and you're supporting that stuff, you're nothing but a little whiny wuss who has no credibility. I say, live your, live your words or shut up. Go live your position, go do that experience or keep your mouth shut. Like if you're going to defend criminals, I've even seen people recently where there's all this stuff about the activists who are defending criminals running wild and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, activists, why don't you go house these people? Go feed them, go house them, let them hang around your kids, let them hang around your elderly relative. You think they're so wonderful, they're so salt of the earth and great, you go do that. And until you do that, I think you need to shut up. Go and do that, you know? Go do this. You think somebody's a good person? Go and do that. You want to sponsor somebody? Oh, let's have open borders. Why don't you go sponsor some people? Go take them in. Go pay for their fees to get become citizens. Go find them legal counsel. Go get off your butt and do this stuff. Don't make big proclamations and then not follow through. That's ridiculous. And in fact, a lot of people got involved in politics because they were pissed off about things. So I'm like, okay, these people that want to espouse politics so much and give so much guidance on it, it's like, why aren't you getting off your butt and applying for community board? Why aren't you getting your butt on the ticket? Why aren't you bothering to run for local office? Why don't you do these things? Why aren't you campaigning with someone? Why aren't you actually going and doing that instead of telling other people how to do things and basically espousing a view that a lot of people would say, you know nothing about it. And somebody like me would definitely say, yeah, what is your argument? Where's your evidence? Where's your proof? Why are you doing it? So basically, I think in the business context, you definitely need to be focusing on your products. And if you are not somebody's campaign manager, you are not a politician, why are we making a big thing of politics? Hmm? Why does that matter? Why does it make a difference? How does that make a difference in whether somebody is touched by a piece of music or they're touched by a film or they find some television show meaningful or having thought provoking stuff? You know, art is supposed to be about challenging people. It's supposed to be about shocking the conscience and perhaps making you think. And how do you expect somebody to think and actually change their position if you've walled them off? 
If you're living in an echo chamber, how do you expect to have any kind of emotional growth? The answer is very simple. And in fact, psychology will back me up on this. I actually do have a BA in psych, by the way. But basically, echo chambers fail and echo chambers are part of the problem. Segregating oneself and just saying, oh, no, I won't talk to anybody who's a Trump supporter. That just makes more Trump supporters happen. That makes more people continue in a way that you don't like. That makes them dig in. It creates division. It creates divisiveness. And of course, the rich overlords would love to have divisiveness. But you, the common guy on the street, why do you want to have divisiveness? How is it benefiting you? Basically, it doesn't. And if you're a smart person, you realize that it does not benefit you. So I'm looking at this business owner and seeing this email. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what this guy will respond to me. But frankly, I don't care because guess what? I'm an attorney. And attorneys don't have ethical duties to kiss the ass of the ruling class or to endorse what government does, because government can be very unfair. Government has done all kinds of things to oppress people. They've done crazy crap. So we're not here to be to show fidelity to a corrupt government. We're here to show fidelity to the Constitution. We're here to show fidelity to legal ethics rules. And legal ethics rules say we're supposed to be zealously defending clients. So we are supposed to be advocates for people who do not have a voice, for people who cannot express their voice, for people who don't have the capital and the credit and so forth to actually go and defend themselves and advocate for themselves. That is what a lawyer is supposed to do. A lawyer is not your yes person. They're not the person who's kissing your butt. And as I said, you know, they're not here to kiss your butt, suck your dick or stroke your ego. That's not the role of a lawyer. And if you want some lawyer to be that, that's a lawyer who's going to get disbarred very, very quickly. I've even told people you cannot expect lawyers to be marshmallows. That is not who a lawyer is. And, you know, in a lot of these commie regimes, guess who gets killed first? One of the big groups is intellectuals and lawyers. So that's why I concluded my email to this guy with, I hope there's going to be someone around to defend you and help you when you do get canceled, because it will happen. That's the way it works in all of these regimes. There's never an end. There's never, oh, no, we've gone too far. That never happens. It's always, we've got to kill dissent. Let's kill the intellectuals. Let's kill the lawyers. Let's kill all these people. That's always how it works. So, gee, do you think I'm going to be favorable to a regime that basically opposes independent thought, critical thinking, and my entire profession? Hmm. Let's ponder that for a moment. Do we think that's going to happen? Give up? No. No lawyer is going to do that. And if they do, frankly, they are completely misinformed and miss that class in First Amendment law that I took in law school. Or they obviously have dealt with some very, very lightweight professors because professors will make your life a living hell in law school. Like they will hammer you and hammer you and hammer you with critical thinking questions and they're going to make you think. That's how it works. So I don't know whether law school has degraded, if universities have degraded, but the point is you're supposed to be thinking critically. And I certainly hope that will make a comeback sooner rather than later. But in conclusion, yeah, you need to just shut the hell up about your politics and just have a good business and do that stuff and actually do the things like hire good minority workers and actually have a good product and make it an environment that everybody wants to work in. 